0: Hello and welcome to the Coffee and Comics Club. I'm Todd A. I'm Taylor Trask.
1: Welcome, Taylor. How's your weekend going? You're you're trapped in some fires currently. This is we're recording this on August twelfth, twenty eighteen. And listen, yeah, unless I'm mistaken, the fires are raging on in SoCal.
0: It's not good. Um, the the one that was near me that I posted pictures on Instagram of uh, has turned. Um, I just found out last night, some of my friends, even in orange County could like see the fire, like cresting the Hills, you know? Whoa. Yeah. They showed me some creepy pictures. It was not, not good, but I, I posted a picture of the smoke, which apparently there were some storms that had come in from one side that kicked up all this wind and kind of blew the smoke out towards the coast. And, but it was so creepy that night. I mean, it was like, you know, orange dusk at, at 5 PM in the summer. Mm Uh, yeah, it was, uh, not great. Not great air quality. I just said to you off the air that we are in the dog days. Um, usually, before we start recording, I say things like, "Hey, let me turn off the fans in my house." but <laughs> I am almost <laughs> I am almost full Henry Zabrowski, like shirtless in front of, <laughs> you know, like crouched on the floor for this podcast. I am. I'm I'm dressed in as few uh articles of clothing as humanly possible and have two fans on me and the windows. You hear open. that
1: ladies? He's single.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, it's uh it's gross. So that's <laughs> I'm not drinking coffee right now although I've had a lot today. What about yourself?
1: Uh I am because this is afternoon and it's on a weekend. I have fired up the Imperial White uh tea by the Tao or Dao of tea. Oh, yeah. i don't know if uh what i think they pronounce a Tao of tea even though it's you know the dao de ching yeah um so the Tao of tea and i've actually talked about the white peony before on this show which is my favorite if you're ever in portland stop by the chinese tea garden and treat yourself to any of their stuff but that's where i discovered the white peony and amazon doesn't sell that but they sell the white the imperial white so long story short the first time i bought this i had to buy the imperial white and we're finishing that off now, but it's regardless. It's white tea. It's delicious. It's I think wonderful. I have some of their white
0: tea in my uh, cabinet right now. Loose what leaf?
1: Uh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, get I'm the sure. loose leaf. You got to get a loose leaf in either an infuser or one of those uh, cast iron pots. I fortunately got yeah. one for my birthday a couple of years ago, so I've been using that thing like crazy. Yeah, I love the.
0: I love a, a tea infuser. I I'm just very <laughs> lazy.
1: <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> anyway,
0: yeah, I I had a, a, a an. I'm sorry to say just an unnotable uh, iced latte this morning. Um, so I won't mention where I got it from, but when I ordered it, uh, the barista was like, wow, iced vanilla lattes are really popular today. And I was like, it's already 85 degrees outside. Yeah. Like, it's already so uncomfortable. Nobody wants hot coffee right now. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, that's, that's where we are. I had some more caffeine after that, but now I'm, uh, I, I got a little too much in me. So I'm, I'm just, uh, doing a lot of water. Yeah.
1: Got it. <laughs> Got it.
0: We're, we're back to our, uh, our, our quote unquote normal format. In fact, that's one of the things I was going to, uh, I, I meant to, uh, uh, give you a little warning that I was going to do this, but I was going to say, we often say things like, Hey, it's a normal show today, but I think we're getting to the point where there's, there's not really going to be a normal, there might just yeah. be like yeah. an old school show where you pick a book and i pick a book and we discuss Mm -hmm. it but we're gonna uh as we'll say at the end of this episode we've got some kind of special features coming up and and it's probably gonna hopefully we can sustain the special features sort of thing like each show will just be a little bit different view of a comic or two so
1: yeah well we've added we've coyly added the name club to the end of this yeah uh, in the last week or two and that's there's a reason for that, mainly because we've we've kind of started incorporating other people from around the the areas that we're in, and um, you know it's more than just you and I, which is kind of fun. It's great to get other input and great to get other perspectives and point of views. And honestly, when you've che- when I was away for wedding and honeymoon, like those were some of my favorite episodes because it was great to listen in to some of your friends in the uh, in the. Uh, SoCal area talking about comics. And I think even when you were gone, Mike Marlowe had some really interesting yeah. takes too. So it's right. really cool to get more people involved. And, and and it is like a big old clubhouse that you and I are sort of the the founders, but it's gonna go beyond that. So yeah,
0: we were very happy when uh, our friend PJ spontaneously said club in that episode I did. Yeah, <laughs>
1: so. yeah, that worked out. I just we, uh, oh, yeah, I did. club.
0: Um cool. So you uh you gave me a little warning this week. Like you texted me a few days ago and said uh that your pick was gonna blow my mind okay so i have been (laughs) anxiously awaiting this i'm gonna tease the
1: hell out of this first because if you're (laughs) listening uh this is it'll be worth the tease. so uh i'll give you a couple hints it's an image release of course okay it is a new image release as of like late last year early this year i believe it may even be only 2018 so it's fairly new there are five issues in um, and I'm going to be talking about the first five issues. They've done a trade paperback as well for the first four. And the best way really? to describe this book is that it is a combination of Black Mirror, uh, let's see, a little bit of Stranger Things, and a whole lot of, um, oh God, what the hell's the name of that show?
0: <laughs> I just oh, forgot
1: you, the name of the got, sh-
0: You had Black Mirror and Stranger Things. There's another yeah.
1: show? Oh no, there's another Since one. Since eight no 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 oh jesus oh of course in the moment of in the moment of truth i forget the name of the show what's the it's it's the original bonkers tv show from the early 90s as showtime just did a revival of the new season good what? god what everybody's screaming at me now like a yelling out the- show from Showtime. it's 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 the, big, the one of the guys from carlton q's was like on it not knots landing jesus christ it's the other one it's oh my god dynasty no, no, no. The guy, this is the worst, this is the worst pothole to fall into. It's the guy from, from Dune in Portlandia. He's in it. Kyle McLaughlin is in it. What the hell is, what am I thinking of? Twin Peaks? Twin Peaks. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. For some I reason, didn't in my think mind.
0: a Showtime show. Right,
1: right. That's, <laughs> that's for some, that's some that's reason, that's my that's brain that. was omitting that because it sounded too much like a soap opera. And so I was like, that's not right. <laughs> so once again, it is a combination of <laughs> Black Mirror with a dash of Stranger Things and a whole lot of Twin Peaks. I would and, call Twin Peaks the dynasty of those shows. You are? <laughs> sure. I, I'm certainly not. Like the dynasty of did I, I didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Black Mirror anyway. is like the Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you ooh, I see what you're saying. There's an interesting point. So it's it's all of these things. Oh, oh, and and a dash of um, either amazing stories, you know, from the 80s the CBS Goldberg yeah. amazing stories or if you prefer tales from the crypt. So, it's an anthology series tied together by a central antagonist known as the Ice Cream Man. And that is the name of our series this week the ice cream man. Now, I remember seeing this when it first came out, like they did like one of those like teasers on IO9 like months before it came out, which annoys me to, annoys me to death because it's like IO9's drawing attention to something and then it's not even available at all and yeah. won't be for like several months. And I've, <laughs> I've bitched about that and they're all like you stupid millennials and you're impatient. So I'm like, "No, no, no. You have my attention <laughs> now. Clearly somebody paid for this. Like, how about you put this up when it's available?" It's a big pet peeve of mine it's like it's it just the hubris and expecting me then to either note this on my calendar or come back you know when it's available and I may not be as excited for it so that's what happened here this it came and when I remember reading like the the intro you know the little sort of article with the creators thought well that's interesting and then it came and went and then it was released and I remember seeing it in the shop flipped through it going I don't know and just kind of let it happen you know linger well a couple weeks ago they previewed issue six and it was such an interesting preview and it was so compelling and they sort of laid it out in a really interesting way. And I even think that they made the uh, amazing stories reference as well, or the black mirror reference in that article um, mm. that I was like, well, I'm going to go back and check it out. So I grabbed issue one, two and immediately was like, Oh, this is something I should th-. clearly I should have been reading this from the beginning. So I grabbed all five issues uh, that are currently out through comiXology. So it's all digital and so glad I did. It's, it is a fantastic thing. So let me walk you through it in this And I forget the name of the town, but in this sort of bog standard Midwestern town, there is an ice cream man and he drives his truck around and he hands out ice cream. But he's definitely there's more going on with him than meets the eye, even in issue one. And he sort of sets up these these stories, these sort of amazing story, kind of black mirror kinds of things. But he's always the central um, antagonist, you know, kind of or slash narrator, if you will. And this town is always sort of, at least so far, seems to be the, the kind of the nexus point. Um, issue five, it kind of expands beyond that a little bit. But it does seem to, it, it's not like it's happening in different towns across America, as far as I can tell. It's gotcha. always the same sort of geography, but this ice cream man's always there. And the first story, I'll just give you a preview, is this little kid who comes up. And, and you always hear the ice cream man narrating kind of in the background. You see, you know, he may not even be in the frame, but you see his, his narration going on. Um, so he starts narrating a little bit. And you see this little kid, this little fat kid come up and get some ice cream. The ice cream man asked him, you are, where are your parents? He's like, oh, they're at home. Gives him an ice cream cone. Kid goes home, and while he's walking home, you see the narration talk about the deadliest spider known to man and how how it kills. It's almost like um, L and Kill Bill talking about like the you know the black mamba. You know, just reading up all these <laughs> stats and facts. So you see this, and, and the kid's walking home. He's walking home. He goes to his front door, opens it up, and he immediately puts on a clothespin on his nose. You're like, what's this? And as he walks in. The spider, you know, the spider in question basically lands on his shoulder and rides on his shoulder. And you're like, well, the spider is his pet, I guess. Walks into the kitchen. His parents are sitting there at the table dead and decaying. So mm-hmm. clearly the spider has bitten the parents. And you don't know if the kid did it or if the kid's just still living in this house because he doesn't know what else to do. And the rest of the story talks about that. And it kind of juxtaposes another sort of side story where the ice cream man might be a werewolf, maybe, but we don't, we don't (laughs) know for sure. And it goes on and on. So like another, another issue, uh, issue three was this guy, uh, one hit wonder in the 1960s. And uh, he wrote this like crazy, amazingly popular song, but now he's just kind of the shadow of his former self. He's just this old sad man sitting in this diner. And uh, he has, what you think is this dream, but the ice cream man hands him an ice cream cone, and he has this like crazy fever dream about being in the land of songs and having to write the ultimate song to save the world and all these different things. So that was interesting and surreal. Um, the other one, the issue five, is where it really starts to get really trippy. This man's jumping out of a, high, you know, like a high-rise office building, and you know, he, the whole issue starts with him jumping, and the entire issue is him falling and him thinking about his life as he falls – While that happens, there's this other woman inside the office building dealing with every manner of weird, surreal, crazy, bizarre thing. At the very end, this kind of man in black kind of character appears who you learn earlier is is sort of related to the ice cream man but might be his enemy. You don't know. And so you kind of get the sense that these guys might be demons. They may be gods. Like you don't know what they are. And and they're sort of messing with the people of this town in an interesting way or providing them – uh insight uh the the sixth issue which is coming out which is what i read that article about shows a guy who goes to the ice cream truck gets an ice cream cone and as soon as he starts looking at you see three different versions of his life playing out simultaneously like in one he might turn left and meet a girl like in in another one he might turn right and you know find a lost puppy uh he might keep going down the middle and you know have like the worst day ever and so just that i don't know how that concludes yet it hasn't come out i think it comes out this week um Mm. so definitely check i'll definitely be buying that on wednesday but they posted a bunch of panels from it in that article i was just like okay i need to watch this there's a couple other stories obviously issues two and four i didn't really cover Um, but there's some interesting stuff in there too the ice cream does each
0: story wrap up within that issue
1: Yes. But there okay. is I think by issue three or four, there is sort of the slight introduction of this man in black kind of character and like what that might be. So it's it's kind of a very loose overarching or overarching sort of thread that they're starting to, to weave through. But I think every story is meant to be a single shot anthology sort of series where the ice cream man is the the central figure in in all of them.
0: Right, but it's presumably all taking place in the
1: same town and in the same time period not or? the same day but like you know you'd imagine maybe a week later like issue two okay. happens or a couple days later so it's, you, you right. imagine this is over the course of because there is a um it's not time jumping though it's not like not the 1950s necess- the oh 1950s no 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 yeah. no it's i mean only in that one issue where they introduce like the past backstory of the of gotcha. the, you know, the one hit wonder what guy and but it always it, it always brings you back to present quote-unquote present day um but it's it's so good. The covers are really interesting. I would highly recommend getting single issues and not the trade paperback. Yeah. Um, this seems like something that I may buy the physical version if they do like a really cool hardcover. Ah, uh, you know, I hate Fairyland or something. I might buy that. But for now, I think uh, single issues is definitely the way to go. I'm gonna say digital is probably the preferred method because it is it is so cinematic. You know, the the each panel is basically like a storyboard. Um, so you kind of want the you want the surprise of not necessarily knowing what panel comes next, um, and some right. of the transitions are really freaking good on Comicsology. You know how the page yeah. the page transition can dissolve, and some of their you can tell some of their uh, panels were set up to literally be like the coolest transition in that format. Um, not to say that the physical version probably couldn't be cool. Yeah, uh, You know, I think if they had made the, the physical version covers more like, you know, 1950s, like pulp comics or something <laughs> where it's like highly, highly stylized, I might have gone for the physical versions. And And who's to say they don't do that on the like on a, on a you know omnibus or something yeah um but it's really it's it's one of the the best things i love about image titles where it's completely new and original in that you know you've never seen a comic about a creepy ice cream man you know anthologizing all these weird stories before you know it's not just space it's not sci-fi nothing wrong with those things but that seems to be a lot of a lot of new indie comics kind of tend to fall into the same sort of two or three buckets a lot of times and that you know it's fine but it gets a little gets a little old so this is totally original totally just interesting and new and um they're just using the format to just tell these weird little stories um and just kind of just you know pursue creativity at all angles so I, i i love it it's this is my new this may be my new favorite series of 2018
0: well do you think so i see on the image comics website that they've announced the publication through issue eight And if you're saying that the first four were collected in a trade paperback, maybe they know the next four are collected. I I wonder if they know like that's the end of the series or if you have any hint that it's going to continue after that.
1: I don't know. I mean, it's definitely – there's no – there's nothing to suggest that this is like all heading to some grand conclusion. Right, right. Um, My guess is eight is how many they had scheduled and then after that they'll wait and see. Um, I would hope this is – this could easily be a series that just runs for 10 years. You know, they just keep (laughs) – they just keep slow, slow cooking, like bigger, you know, sort of larger arcs. But for the most part, it is self-contained. I will say this. I'm also drawn to this story because I had written a web series script uh, that was kind of along the same lines. Not that there was an ice cream man, but that there was, you know, a central kind of antagonistic, mysterious figure sort of interacting with the you know different people in this in this environment. He's got sort of his, you know, sort of other that he's competing against and so it this was, was kind of cool to see a version of that put into comics yeah um comics i mean this could be a really great tv series too but i like i think there's some timing things and some, just some stylistic things in, in in the comics format that this you know that makes this work a little better
0: yeah we uh just sidebar we may have actually discussed that uh web series idea of yours in episode number 28 that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, just, I'm going back through the episodes because I, I like doing that now for us to cite things. So I believe that's where we talked about sort of individual. God, I forgot all about that. Gone. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so I'm still pursuing that. I've got other other things in the can that are a little bit more pressing. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll come back to it. But you know, I did a little. I did a little mock trailer for it. I was trying to get it into the uh, Sundance Web Series yeah. program. Um, sadly, didn't get to. The, I made it past the first round, but not the second round. Well, but it does I, sound. And to veer back to Ice Cream yeah.
0: Yeah, Um, because before we go (laughs) right off topic, um, the uh, you know, I I like the idea that you read it digitally, because Mm -hmm. like you said, having an anthology series like this does feel like the perfect sort of digital vehicle, even if you bought a collection on digital, because you're going to feel like, you know, each issue is its own thing. Um, yeah well, collection the, i mean you bought five issues but
1: yeah right and and then i bought two and then i bought the, the other three right away because i'm like well this i bought two just just to give it a chance but then i was like yeah. oh no this is this is happening but like for example i was as you were talking i was flipping through trying to find a really good example of why digital works in this format so there's a scene where there's a a police investigation and they're trying to find some creature that ate this poor wom- woman's cat and they're doing a uh, they're doing like a you know one of those like witness drawings of the creature and you if if you were looking at the page You'd see all the panels, especially the reveal of the creature or what the guy drew, all, right. all as you turn. This way, you, you, know, you slide it to the next panel. It shows the guy saying, this is our suspect. And then you slide again, and it zooms out further, and then you see the drawing. So it does that wonderful thing where you see the dialogue. Then you see the, you know, what he's talking about, which is way more cinematic and more appropriate for the storytelling than it would be if you just saw everything in, in one glance. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's, I'm, I'm seeing more and more people starting to lean into this. When they're making uh, yeah. making comics, and it's I'm not saying everybody has to. Clearly, you and I love printed books, as we've talked about as nauseum, and I think there's a really good case for that too. But it's cool to see some of these comicsology picks finally utilizing that format in a really really fun way.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's funny too because I just this week uh, maybe it wasn't specifically about anthology series, but saw uh, an interview, and I'm sorry if anyone can remind me of this who this was saying this. Hit hit me up on instagram i guess (laughs) but uh uh it was uh where a creator was talking about um sort of in praise of ongoing series rather than the driving towards the one unifying story conclusion you know Mm -hmm. which i tend to like like i I sort of want to feel in a lot of ways like uh that i want the stuff to conclude and wrap up in a nice package but it it's funny that we think of anthology as like such a a, sort of a new way to go you know like a new direction when that's actually what comic books used to be it mm-hmm. was like when you would just buy every different spider-man issue there was a different adventure in each one you know it like rarely <laughs> kind of went over to the next issue they, they all used to be anthologies and now we've just gotten accustomed to telling a longer story and this ice cream man sounds like a good combination where it is that same world and that same antagonist but each each story is separate do you think could a would a reader even want to sort of uh read them out of order or pick up one issue you know is it worth starting with number one or can you pick
1: up anywhere what's how does that i work? think you think you could pick up anywhere i would start with number one though because there is a there they are they're independent in the grand scheme of things, but there are little, little pieces that they sort of layer on here and there. Nothing crazy. Um, just enough to get you some higher, you know, bigger world building continuity, you know, going, but you can start on it. You start on issue four, pick an issue that you think might hook you and then go back and fill in the gaps. Are Um, you,
0: are you learning more like about ice cream man's background as you go through each issue or something like that? Not
1: really. Only that he seems to be, fairly omnipotent and he has this sort of other character that is potentially at the same level who's either his devil or his God. It's very clear, very hard to, to, to make that clear. Um, so like, and, but that's not, that's not the, it's not like you're sitting there waiting, you know desperately wanting to learn more about the ice cream, man. It's it's, if anything, you don't, that would hurt the story. Like what makes it interesting is each little vignette That comes out, and then like the ice ice cream man's like the person who gives you know a little nudge here or there, like you know kind of manipulates things. But it's it's at such a subtle level, it's not like well who is this man? So you almost just kind of want to see him like ride off and disappear into the sunset. And then you know um, for 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 example, here's another. So I think it's issue four. It's all about these two you see the relationship of these two people who end up becoming like meth addicts, essentially. And it shows them starting off. You know, everything is great. They meet each other. And they I think one night they do cocaine once and then it just escalates from there and they just become these crazy meth addicts. And the woman wants to, you know, she wants to save her boyfriend. He might have overdosed. It's not clear. So she's running around trying to find something and she ends up finding the abandoned ice cream truck. And so it's like, it's just they're abandoned. You are like, what's this about? So it's like, he, the you know, the character of the ice cream man will play into different hmm. of these you know, different vignettes in different ways, um, and it's just kind of cool. This and you learn a little bit more, but it's it's that's you want the slow build for him. It's not necessary to know more. And this man in black character is the same. It's just like I don't. It, that's where the Twin Peaks kind of vibe comes in because you're just like, what's what's yeah. going on here? It's like you know when Kyle McLaughlin would go into the red room, you know, and he's just like, you see that that little guy dancing back or talking backwards. Like, what's this? Like, if they explain who he was it wouldn't be nearly as interesting it's just it's just kind of like the surrealist thing that just happens you know got it
0: oh interesting um yeah i like how each cover to the issues uh now that you've described several of them it's interesting to look at the cover art and see how they describe the story inside
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and it looks i mean you look at the cover and you think you think this is black mirror meets twin peaks what like it doesn't necessarily give that issue six though i think finally starts to to kind of pick up on that a little bit more. So if you see issue six's cover, you're like, oh, that looks creepy. Yeah, that is more indicative of what the story's about. But the other ones look pretty innocent. You know, they're, it's much more... And I think even when that first issue came out, I remember like seeing the cover going, oh, this looks too... Yeah. Too whitewashed, too, you know, too, for, too available for kids. Like this is probably not, I didn't realize it was as sort of dark and twisted as it really is, which honestly, now that I've know that the covers make more sense. Cause it's like this nice, bright, shiny veneer on top of something, you know, old and gross and rotting away. So there's, there's that kind of creepiness to it as well. <laughs>
0: Uh, the, the image website describes the each installment as uh, featuring a, a different cast of strange characters dealing with uh, their own Sunday of suffering. <laughs> Sunday like ice cream. Yep. Yeah, and I should—I
1: suppose I should—I uh, should give uh, a shout out. Let me just pull up here. I should have done the speaking with. This is written by uh, W. Maxwell Prince, uh, with the artists and covers by Martin Morazzo and Chris Halloran. And then there's a variant cover artist uh, named Frazier Irving as well. So that's the team behind this. Cool.
0: Well, uh, my pick for this week uh, could not be more unlike that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as I alluded to uh, two weeks ago, um, I'm going to talk about Lumberjanes. Specifically oh, yay. Volume five, which is called Band Together. Um, so if you listen to our Comic Con wrap up, uh, I I mentioned picking this up. I believe at the time I uh, mistakenly said that I met an artist, but I actually met one of the writers, um, Kate Lee Lay, L E Y H, and uh, so I had asked her, um, you know, if I'm if I'm getting a seven year old reader into this because they do say it's like for all ages. Um, where where should I start? And so she just recommended a couple of starting points um i have read a single issue before this and i think it's really easy to jump in anywhere the reason she pointed me to volume five was because there's sort of a now that i've read it i see there's sort of a self-contained you know story within it and it you you didn't have to know any any of the other adventures to know this one Um, and it also does a good job of like introducing the cast all again. So mm-hmm. I guess, and, and that actually is a, uh, a question for myself, I guess. I don't actually know if this is the same cast of characters in every volume or if, uh, you know, maybe they sort of have a new group of campers over and over.
1: Oh, so you didn't start from, from issue one. On this. No,
0: no. Okay. Um, in fact, the single issue that I'd picked up was even past this. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, um,
1: yeah, it is,
0: uh, uh, um, it is about friendship to the max, um it's about uh a a girl's camp like in the woods um and uh i i (laughs) I wish i could i could find those same words that i used to describe it the first time which is like uh they are not like you know there's they're not superheroes or there's no like magic in in them necessarily like they're presented as just normal humans with normal human lives and problems mm-hmm. but uh it is just a it is great how fantasy elements are woven into the stories and it's great how the characters deal with those fantasy elements um you know it a terrible comparison but almost in a Rick and Morty kind of way, Ah. like almost in that way of like, they don't really know the adventure they're in for. Okay. And then um, there's nobody like, you know, it's, there's nothing zany off the wall. Like the humor is not at all like Rick and Morty, Mm -hmm. but um, uh, you can just feel the different personalities of the campers reacting to these events. So this uh, volume band together, um, it starts with like one issue that's, uh, the meeting up at camp and you kind of see the, you know, sort of like you would see in any, uh, teenage like school movie or camp movie, like each individual girl getting, you know, her, her few panels on like what got her there. You know, there's the one girl that, um, lied to her mom about which camp she's going to, you get this feeling of like her mom's really checked out and she's rich or something and just wants to send her daughter to a camp she's sending her to a music camp but she's really sending her to like this camp in the woods and she's taking a taxi to the camp you know and the taxi driver doesn't care about her story and then there's like the rich girl that asks her um her father's to drop her off you know like a mile from camp because she doesn't want to roll up in this limousine or this expensive car or whatever and then there's mm-hmm. the girl that hasn't been before and so um she's kind of awkward and immediately gets like peanut butter in her hair or gum in her hair um right before she gets out of the car so you know it's like everybody has their own quick little introduction where you kind of get the background of that character in a real succinct way um and then the main story of this collection is that uh they there is um there's like a big dance that night uh which i believe they're calling the bacchanal <laughs> which <is pretty> <laughs> but um <clears throat> they're uh they're i love that word bacchanal before that happens, they, um, uh, um, the new girl has her like, stuffed unicorn stolen by a raccoon. And so this is in the very first issue. This is kind of what bonds them all. Like these, these girls go on this little adventure to grab this, this raccoon and get her stuffed animal back. And it is the origin of one of the campers' hats. She wears a live raccoon as a raccoon hat.
1: So. It's, but it's, but it's, but it's her pet. Like it's a, you know, that's right. Like okay. there's
0: a, like in later issues that will jump off her head and, you know, they will communicate with it and stuff like that. Got um, it. so that's kind of the, you know, the level of like fantasy with it. Um, actually I'm, I'm about to amp that fantasy up a notch. So on this sort of, you know, that's sort of their preliminary, like bonding experience. And then they're out for some activity with their counselor, uh, they're by the lake and a mermaid appears. <laughs> Whoa! And so that's one of those great moments where you see the the um you know one girl is so excited, like in this very you know modern like way we tell stories of stuff where she is so excited she can't even talk. Like she is just like, oh, "Can we be best so, friends?"
1: Okay, and, so it's not like these fantastical things are still fantastical in this world. It's not like oh, there's a mermaid. It's just right, same old camp. Right, right. Okay. But the, but
0: Girls sort of accept it, you know. The one girl's like, "Oh, can we be best friends? Can we be best friends?" And the other girl, you know, one of the other girls is like, "I still need to get back to camp and put the sequins on my dress for the bacchanal tonight." And the counselor, by the you know, in the meantime, just sort of faints out of mm. surprise and shock. Um, but what happens that we learn is that this mermaid, uh, so because then a bunch of other mermaids appear and they sort of harass her. And we learn that this first mermaid uh, was in a band with a couple of these other mermaids, but she and one of the other mermaids had a falling out. And so the, <laughs> the girls in the, the lumberjanes decide they have to make this right. They have to get these friends back together. Um, so one of them gets like a breathing apparatus <laughs> and goes down <laughs> to the bottom of the ocean floor and finds this whole city of mermaids, which is actually like a lake floor, cause I guess they're to camp or whatever. And there's a whole city of mermaids and they're having like a musical festival that the band is playing with without that one girl who left the band. And so she pretends to be a volunteer. And and it's at that. I mean, I know it's mermaids and it's underwater and stuff. But all I could think about was this is the most Portland story I've <laughs> ever <laughs> read.
1: Now, is it a Portland artist or writer? Do I mean, do we know I that?
0: I would kind of imagine there's actually a big gang of people that work on this. Okay. Um, so the credits were really uh, impressive at the beginning where it's like the first chapter that's included here was written by, um, two people. And then the next four chapters were written by one of those people with, uh, Kat Lee. Um, and then, you know, the first chapter was illustrated by some one person and the next four were illustrated by another person, but the same person did the colors throughout. And, you know, that kind of thing where, um, it definitely feels, collaborative and like they're all sort of telling stories like the art sort of changes in between a couple of the books you can Mm -hmm. tell it's a different artist but the the style is similar Mm -hmm. um and it's just i i think it's it's willingness to be sort of fantastic in that way of like it it, this is a really you know this is like any uh, uh what, what what's that called the uh the like the whisper core or whatever like kind of movie where everybody's just talking monotone um i can't now i can't remember the name of that but this you know it's very much like yeah you've seen like a band breaking up kind of movie you know okay this, this is uh uh nick and nora's um whatever mixtape thing with uh, michael Sarah. you know okay yeah Isn't that it's yeah. called god i can't remember anything right now um right. You know, with Cat uh, Dennings and uh, uh, Michael Sarah, uh, Nick and Nora's uh, um, whatever. Anyway, uh, you know, sure. it's it's like Juno or something. You know, it's okay, like this, okay. this is a band that's they break up, but they've got a festival, but the one girl's not playing.
1: Oh, I know what you're here. talking about. Uh, so, Scott Pilgrim, right? No,
0: no, no, no. It's Nick and Nora. Nick uh, and Nora.
1: What, Nick how? And Nora's
0: infinite mixtape or whatever. Uh, how have
1: I not known <laughs> <an> the <laughs> infinite
0: playlist? Yeah, Nick oh, Mark's that's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, and it's like so. The um, you've seen that story that sort of band breaking up story, and I think yeah. what just sets this apart is okay, well, let's reimagine those as like mermaids who have their own mermaid culture, mm-hmm. and um, and it's it gives them this extra layer where that, like, the The book itself, you know, as it's positioned, um, for readers of all ages and certainly of all genders is like, it's not, uh, heteronormative or, and it's not like, uh, you know, this is not a, uh, a cishet book as, as we would say, you know, it's not like cisgendered heterosexual book. It's like, there's queer characters in it. And then there's all these characters of different backgrounds and colors and, um, ethnicities and and wealth and it's like it's a potpourri of all of that and then they have that within the mermaid and and mer people community
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and then you get this other layer of like the human interacting with that what's clearly like a fantastical thing it's just um it doesn't need to be a you know aquaman or something it doesn't need to be like this whole uh, world building exercise and all this, you know, crazy stuff because they have those social layers sort of Mm -hmm. embedded in there. And it, it just becomes like this cool little adventure of like, oh, that's funny that these, you know, this one girl is such a, you can just sense this character of like, they even have a, a a talk to her later on, like the other characters are like, look, I, I know you're, you think you're helping these friends, but you're actually being selfish because you're trying to fix the mermaid's lives and you're ignoring your other friend's human people who have this dance that they're really excited about tonight and it's you know so it's like a you know it's a lesson without being a preachy lesson mm-hmm. and it's just well described through the characters and it's i you know i just really enjoyed it and i would really enjoyed that that single issue i got um to the point where i thought oh man now i need to get the arc that the single issue appears in because it similarly had a couple of magic elements and it was just It was such a weird introduction to me to be like, oh, wait, they just like, you know, straight up like interact with magical creatures. And (laughs) but they're really concerned about getting like their camping badge or whatever, you know. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I I thought this was a great book. I don't know if, uh, you know, seven, um, seven years old, maybe a little young for it. I would say for sure. Like this is probably like a tween to teenage uh, book. I would say it's good for boys and girls uh, is it
1: something time. where you will get a, a better experience if you've been to summer camp yourself
0: no i don't think that matters because okay. it sort of plays off those tropes without uh, if you've seen a movie or a tv being, show you, you probably yeah. have
1: a, an idea okay right
0: it's you know it like so when i got it um uh i also got a camp badge for my niece mm-hmm. because okay they had an assortment of badges there and that single issue i'd read they were very concerned about like, there's this cool wild, crazy fantasy adventure, but the one girl at the end was like, I just wanted to get my not tying badge. You know, and it's like, you're still concerned about this not tying badge? Like, a ghost pirate ship appeared in the <laughs> air and, like, flew a bunch of, like animals that took their skin off like they were coats it was so crazy and she's no, wait, like, wait, wait. one of my bad this is a different are, issue the are step, the step.
1: adults are the adults in this aware of these fantastical things too or is it is yes it... Oh, so
0: like when that camp counselor you know she faints and then they go back to the camp and and she's very distraught or whatever and their uh the head counselor is named rosie and is patterned after rosie the riveter and, yeah and um so she's telling the story and and the you know and the head counselor is like ah, oh, and the mermaids again and she's like, oh, so you just knew about the mermaids. Okay, great. <laughs> we all knew about the mermaids living in the lake. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So it's, you know, it's, it's like that kind of element of it. Um, Got it. But it definitely gives them the opportunity to continue sort of shocking like that, I guess, uh-huh. because it's not on, you know, it's not in the, in the text of it. It's not like they're going to uh, Hogwarts or something and they know there's <laughs> going to be magic. It's mm-hmm. like they don't, you know, they don't really know what to expect, so they they get to keep playing that out in every adventure. So, got it. Okay. Um, yeah, and you know, on our print versus digital um, debate, for sure, I, or not debate, but our uh, dissection of those platforms, I would say print for sure with this because one of the most enjoyable things is that, uh, to some extent, I mean, it's nor- it's printed in normal like whatever that is, you know, eight eight by twelve sort of trade paperback size, mm-hmm. um, but it is. Uh, throughout there are pages like from the lumberjanes handbook
1: oh neat so it's kind of like an alan moore book where he includes other supplemental uh, creative to enhance the story
0: yeah and each chapter ends with like polaroid snapshots of things that happened in the the chapter you just read Mm. so there's kind of like a division between each you know each issue Mm -hmm. but it's recapping it in a way and you know then there'll be another page of the book and then there's this real charming thing they do where a lot of the parts of the book are, are sort of inked out, like with a sharpie, and something's written in. Um, oh, neat. Okay. You know, it's like, uh, um, like it says, uh, even at the beginning, I had to do a double take. Like I thought uh, Kat, when she signed this, had gone through and inked this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says camp for girls, and they've scratched out girls and put hardcore lady types. <laughs> um, and so it's just, you know, neat little, I wouldn't even call them Easter eggs. It's just, uh, it's just art like that that makes it feel like a real complete, like you bought chapter five of this handbook and here Mm -hmm. it is. Um, yeah, so uh, super enjoyable. Uh, you know, I would say uh, 10, 11 and up, uh, readers and it's, you know, those ages, it's, it's probably great. Are you interested in going back
1: to pick up other, uh, volumes of this?
0: I would like to get whatever volume the other issue I read is from. Uh, When I bought that single issue, I sort of thought that each issue might stand alone that way. And Mm -hmm. it was clear that, like, that was the end of an arc.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: so I would like to read that arc. I mean, I like, you know, if money were no object, I would go get all of these. Yeah. I just think they're fun to read. But my TBR pile is so daunting. (laughs) And (laughs) as is mine, my budget is so strained that, um, you know, it's not. It's just not in the cards right now. But it's if anyone a, wants to send them to me, yeah, that'd be
1: great. I need it's gonna be fun more. to go back to. I mean, I haven't been, I haven't done a, a really rigorous comic shop visit since probably April. Um, when I was in Portland. So it's just cause I like you, I mean, I've, I've yeah. granted, I've had a lot of busy stuff this summer too. So my reading has been yeah. a little slower, but I just, I, I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I have at least now 10 things that I haven't even touched yet. Weird. I should probably read those before <laughs> I go back to the store. So I kind of dodged that a little bit by buying ice cream man digitally. That means I yeah. just, you know, so that was a new thing. So I need to really, I need to, <laughs> I, I kind of, I made myself a promise. I'll keep reading ice cream man new But that's the newest, the last new thing until I have caught up again.
0: Oh, my God. I mean, I previewed in our last episode, I said, oh, I've got all these single issues to read. And then I went to the comic shop this week and and got my pull list and went and I hadn't been (laughs) I had not been in the comic shop since uh, Comic-Con, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe the week after I went. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. It was before. Um, So I had like. You know, two new issues of Thor and an issue of Catwoman and uh, Domino had two issues that I had not picked up yet. And uh, it was just like a, st- a stupid haul of stuff waiting for me. Mm. Um, so it's, uh, I, but then also a little behind the scenes for us was right around the time Marvel had that sale on Comixology. Yes. In May or April or whenever, you yeah. and I had both counted up our TBR piles and had communicated over text like, yeah, I can safely do the next year of shows without buying anything. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, there's enough older stuff that I want to talk about, and newer stuff that I haven't yet read that I know I'm comfortable with stuff for a while. So, um,
1: I try to put a dent in that Marvel sale on my flight uh, two and five. Oh, good. And I, I did two, but it's just like, I mean, that. Uh, there, there's only so much you can yeah. read for enjoyment on a long eight hour flight before you 're just like you're just trying to numb your brain so i didn't want to you know i didn't want to read something under those conditions so I had to like get it of out of the way first and then yeah. end, up, end up watching three movies and taking a nap and all that stuff so yeah i've got a shelf full of things um and part of it and there's honestly there's some things i I'm glad we're doing the show because there's some things I want to go back and revisit. Um, It's been a few years and I want to see if I still enjoy it or found the same, you know, same sort of takeaway from it uh, the first time around. So yeah, yeah
0: no, that's be, a good idea. It'll be um, good. And I know we have like, we have a, uh, it's not like we
1: avoid Marvel DC
0: for sure. I mean, you just scroll back through and we have a ton of issues, oh, but yeah. all of those digital Marvel comics that we bought are not necessarily things we would consider for the show. So I, I, you know, as, as acute listeners know, I, when that sale was on, I went a little nuts. Um, and, uh, I, you know, there's no way I would review all of that stuff, for yeah. show, but I'm still yeah. safe for the next 30 weeks or so. One
1: well, of those of you who don't remember Marvel did this awesome comicsology sale where everything was like a buck, you know, yeah. it was kind of crazy. So, you know, you like just write paperback sort of. Yeah. Thing. And there were so many things that it's like, Oh, I can, I can figure out if I like this, I can figure out if I like this. There's, I ended up getting a doctor strange trade. That's, you know it drops you right in the middle of his world but it kind of makes dr strange really interesting he's kind of this sort of haggard drunken kind of character who's just trying to deal with what's going on so it's like well that's an interesting take i, I can't wait to get to that at some point i also
0: uh, forgot that they just rebooted dazzler or maybe not rebooted but just started a new series with her and i really like that character wait uh,
1: dazzler the x-men character nah, has Who her potentially own there's there's rumor that taylor swift was meant to be her on an album cover in a in a Cutaway during X Men Apocalypse. You know, does that make it? Did you hear that? that? Like, yeah, I heard that, but I was just
0: momentarily confused. Like, is that in Apocalypse or is it in? New it's Mutants in the, or Phoenix or something.
1: No, no, it's in the Apocalypse because they go to the mall, and I don't know oh, how right, much right, of that was kept right. in the final film. But like, they were like supposed to be in the music okay. store. Like, Dazzler, I liked her better when she was a mutant. Like, there's some kind of throwaway line. If you've got oh, the right. behind the scenes. Sort of featurettes of apocalypse, they probably break it down. I sadly, that was one of those movies that one time through was all I needed. I was like, okay. Um, sadly,
0: sadly, I own that movie. Oh, uh, but I know it was because Google did some sale on it. I just, oh, uh, yeah. I, I have watched it twice.
1: I mean, it's it's not <laughs> it as a, bad. It was a plane movie. It was an airplane ride movie. Definitely. You know? I mean yeah. on the on the on the spectrum of X-Men movies it's it's definitely not as bad as X3 but it's nowhere near as good as X2 or even First Class which I you know I'd put up there towards the top as well. Yeah. Uh, I like you know what I also like Days of Future Past. My, for me my oh favorite my God. I movies love Days are Days of Future Past. Number 2 I argue number 2 is the best superhero movie released in the last 25 years. I can we'll, we can discuss that later if you'd like. Um, I would say number 2 is probably First Class. And then number th- tied with number two, you know, or very very close, number three is probably Days of Future Past. Um, I, I, look, I, I would watch all of Days of, Days of Future
0: Past every day just to see that Quicksilver scene.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's an amazing scene, and that's the but, first time we get a little bit a little you know a, a repeat in Apocalypse. But you'd kind of seen the joke already, so you know it's it great in Apocalypse.
0: Like I really like that one too. Uh, I like his characterization. Boy, we're off topic now, but uh, I, as I've said before, you got to watch that Rogue cut. Of days of yeah oh, i need oh to do gosh. this um it's so good uh i did want to mention a couple things one is that um if you follow scotty young uh on instagram i am sure this is not exactly news but just today he posted the cover for um trade paperback number four of i hate fairyland because it is over like oh still- is it um, Holy crap! he's on a bunch of new pro- uh, projects. They also restarted, uh, they gave X 23, her own book again. And I, um, months ago or not months, but before comic-con, he had done one of the covers for that. And I think he's writing Deadpool right now or something. I don't know. He's got a bunch of stuff going on. Um, so yeah, that might be a good thing for us to wrap up on at some point because there's only volumes three and four left for us to read. Uh, but then the other thing is that, um, As you know, like in the episode, oh boy, number 77 of our show, uh, where I was joined by my guest Lainey, Um, she runs a comics and graphic novels uh, book club, and next weekend uh, we're discussing a book called My Blacks Don't Match by um, Drew Rausch and Jocelyn, uh, boy, I'm going to mispronounce his last name, but it's like uh, Gageway. Um, (laughs) but I would say, look up Drew Roush, my blacks don't match. It's like about like a goth whose blacks don't match. Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, I'm hoping to convince Laney to join me again to discuss that, but I wanted to preview it today to say, uh, if you know, if you listeners want to grab a copy of this, that's what we'll be discussing on our show in the next couple of weeks. So we usually don't announce what we're picking, but that's what I'll be picking for the next time.
1: Nice. Can't wait to hear that. Um, Any I'm announcements deb- from you? <laughs> no, I'm still debating what my next – I need to build up my schedule for the next couple of weeks. But um, look forward to other guests and feature um, you know, familiar folks coming back in. I think I'm going to get Mike back in. Yeah, Charles Webso, be cool. who hosts the Harder Boys drink, uh, oh, yeah. drink podcast, is I think interested. So I'll be having some guests on my side. Todd will be having some guests on his side. And uh, we're just going to keep expanding this out a little bit. We you know, We keep talking about this website project that I <laughs> – I, I've been stuck on, but I think I we are probably gonna have to launch some some new social media accounts too because I think that's more interesting. I'm seeing a lot of people put up all the comics they're reading. I think we could get a lot of mileage out of a really good Coffee and Comics Club Instagram account, um, all that too. So let's keep we'll keep that you know on the front burner and. Hopefully in the next week or two, you'll see some of that stuff. We have
0: so many burners going on. But where could could people actually listen to all of these episodes?
1: They can actually listen to this. Just search for Coffee and Comics Club wherever podcasts are found. Google Play, iTunes, or Apple, I guess, uh, Stitcher. Everywhere but Spotify. We're still trying to get that figured out. I do believe our aggregator has that uh, a lot easier now to add on. So hopefully we'll be on Spotify soon. Otherwise, look where our podcasts are found. And then you can also find all our shows and anything else on findusthere.org. That's the website for their network. And you'll see other shows other, other shows we've done. I've had a lot of people ask about Wednesday and Westeros um, lately. Yeah. I think without Game of Thrones this year, there's been, you know, obviously there's not a lot to talk about. So we may have to dust off an episode or two of that uh, before year's end. Uh, maybe do some interesting recaps or some looking forward to i mean the season what uh seven eight eight, nine whatever doesn't show up until god july of next year i think it's gonna be a while
0: so i heard heard that maybe maybe there's a possibility that it comes out earlier than that but what we should i won't believe it till i see it on
1: a calendar. yeah as long as it's good as long as all the effects are good and that's what they're taking their time on that's all i care about i mean it is like seven movies the yeah. Editing, you know? yeah that's true. I, we,
0: it's super greedy of us to be like get it out sooner
1: come but. on hurry up they're like okay fine it's just all animatics and crappy wire <laughs> renders and stuff They're like you asked for it you wanted it it's like well no not like this that's but what we, i want to see <laughs> yeah we've talked about going back though because we started wednesday in westeros around what season four or five Five at uh, least. It may
0: have even five? been six when we started the full five. episodes.
1: I think we started talking about it on five with yeah, the Todd yeah, and Taylor show, but it. we should go back and pick up some and maybe we don't do every episode of early seasons, but maybe we pick our kind of highlight episodes of seasons one through five. Um and kind of flesh those out a bit more too. So Yeah. Possibly we, we picked that around. Possibly. Uh,
0: do you want anybody to find you on social media? <laughs> uh,
1: sure, you, I am by Taylor Trask on Twitter and Instagram. Um, thinking about resurrecting my Facebook page, but that remains oh, to be seen. <laughs> That's a whole other discussion. What are you? Where are I'm, you? I'm Hey Todd A
0: on those platforms, but increasingly, I'm not on Twitter. Uh, so um, I, I pop in and out every now and again. But uh, find me on Instagram. Hey Todd. A. Instagram is the place to be. I know, if only they weren't owned by Facebook.
1: I know, That's that. I keep coming back to that because I'm like, man, this would be ideal if they just weren't part of that m- machine. And they're actually the most valuable part of that machine, so it's, never, it's not like they're going to divest themselves of Instagram yeah. anytime soon. Ugh, God. I have Ugh. a. By, by the way, I have a book recommendation unrelated to comics oh, in okay. any way. Since we're talking about social media, I grabbed the audiobook of 10 Arguments for Deleting Your Social Media Accounts right now by Jaron Lanier. Uh, he is really an interesting cat because he was uh he was around during the early early CERN days of the internet and actually Ooh. was kind of instrumental in the world wide web component of that coming into being so he 's been you know he 's not just a you know fly by night kind of guy he 's been intricately involved with the evolution of of the net and the web since the beginning, and he has some really interesting takes on social media not that it 's all worthless but that there is sort of a a an incentive machine in place right now that brings out the worst in people, and it's you know, he kind of gives you some tips on how to identify that and how to avoid it. So yeah. if you've been wrestling with that, or if you're like, "Man, I do I what should I do?" Like, give that book a listen or, or a read. It might have some. Uh, it's pretty short, so it's it's easy to, to get through in a weekend. But it might have some uh, some good points for you. Cool. We, anyway. we
0: could do a sidebar show on on uh, some some issues like that because I've been yeah I've been trying to attack that pretty aggressively. And it feels like a lot of my friends are too. Like I I texted to you a couple of weeks ago about you know i'm this close to getting a dumb phone and mm-hmm. and uh i said like i'm not i'm not the target audience for this question you're asking me because i'm i'm this close to just getting rid of a smartphone and you were like actually you're not alone like that's yeah. you may be the target audience so it's it's not as uh uncommon as as we might think um anyway uh boy that was a good ending ramble to a very <laughs> concise episode that we had. bonus features bonus yeah. features. <laughs> all the behind the scenes um cool. Well, I I mean, I think that wraps us up. Read my blacks don't match for the next episode. Yeah. And we'll catch you all then.
1: Sounds good. We'll see you.